You say they never saw this coming, well, you're not alone. Million dollar renovations to a happy home. My ex said she gave me the best years of her life. I saw a recent picture of her, I guess she was right. I wake up, accessing the damages. Checking media takeout. Bitches of me drunk walking out with a bitch. But it's blurry enough to get the fake out. I wake up, all veggies, no eggs. I hit the gym, all chest, no legs. Yeah. Then I made myself a smoothie. Yeah. Then me and wifey make a movie. Chicago, St. Louis, St. Louis to Chicago. Underlay, underlay, E I E I. Uh oh, you had me driving fire enough to switch the time zone. You was the best of all time at the time, though. Yeah. You wasn't mine, though. But I still drove 30 hours. Yeah, I still drove 30 hours to you. Yeah. I remember rapping for Jay and Cam. Young producer just trying to get his flows off. I remember being nervous to do Victoria's Secret till I pictured everybody with their clothes off. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 17 of the Nothing Podcast. This episode is with return guest and probably uh, the most frequent guest because when me and Tim, Tim and I sit down, um, we can just talk forever, um, which is awesome. He's a great person to have on the podcast and I appreciate him doing it so many times. It is Tim Capra. He is back on the show. We talk about all kinds of stuff um, from the McGregor fight to Mike Tyson to uh, a little bit of training talk and uh, actually some dating stuff at the end. Uh, so, funny stories. Tim finishes with a hilarious story, as usual. So, please enjoy. <laughs> Straight RKO'd, though. <laughs> well, his, his mouth, it, I know he wasn't trying to bite His mouth came this close to my mouth and bite. And he's like, yeah. Like that, and I was like, whoa! <laughs> Straight Heisman on a hoe. <laughs> you did, uh, well, he, he'll jump up and try to, like, he'll bite my, like, nose or my ear sometimes not hard yeah. it's just like he's excited he just feels and he the nibbles it and then he stops yeah, yeah. Did it once a while, but it's definitely surprising because yeah. he jumps he can get up pretty high yeah he's pretty there was a a uh, woman that burned her son is like maybe five years old and like anytime Bo's at burn he's just going crazy and because there's just people everywhere and he loves people and he's like super anxious and this little kid was in my office with his mom and Bo, that's good burp. Bo, uh, he was like, I want to pet the dog. So I was like, all right. And I like let go of the leash and he like jumped up just like he jumped up at you and like knocked the kid into the wall. He looked like, like Donald Cerrone like, against the cage. <laughs> and I, I literally, instead of like helping the kid, I stepped over him and I go, whoops. I go, this fight is <laughs> over. <laughs> So Bo's one and zero in MMA. <laughs> Whatever, like it's he's short. got a good record. It's not bad. Well, technically he's one and one. I just body slammed him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this might be a training win, but I'm going to take it. <laughs> yeah. What did you think of that fight? Did you watch it live? Uh, not really. So I've got this one website that I watch stuff on. That's and sometimes it comes in, sometimes it don't. Yeah. And right when they walked out, it clicked off. And right when oh I got it back God. on, he was on the side. You literally this. needed it for 40 seconds. I know. That and sucks. I mean, it's not a surprise. Like, I know Donald Cerrone, he really never gets knocked out, knocked out. He gets TKO. Right. But he gets TKO a lot early, which is perfect for Connor. Yeah, because he's done that 
I mean, because that's what he—he's good at landing it, and then he gets tired, and then he gets weaker, and then he gets. I mean, even when he doesn't get so tired that he's like going to lose the fight, yeah, he gets so tired he's not going to knock you out after about two rounds. Well, did you see what Nate Diaz said? He was like, he's like, this shit's fake. On Twitter, he was saying like it's rigged, and a lot of people thought that the fight was that Donald running through it. Well, he his face was pretty beat up. Yeah, I mean he and Brendan. But Sh- I, I seriously like I go. What's going to be perfect for the UFC? It's something to come back, win in emphatic fashion. So like all the people who just know who Conor McGregor is, all they want is to be like the people that just follow kind of because they're Conor McGregor fans are like Conor's the best. Yeah, and I'm like Conor's not the best. He's good. He is not the best. He's just hyped himself up to be portrayed as that. Yeah. But then it gets to like this thing where he's, people just believe if he's, if he came out and said, I think I could win the 185 weight class now championship, people would be like, he probably can. Yeah, exactly. Did you see him? He he whipped that guy in 40 seconds. And I go, and I go, do you realize he's, he hasn't fought a real 170 pound fighter yet? He hadn't also won a, a fight in three years. Yeah. Before this, but he says I got a knockout. How is that one. the best? Yeah, I got a I got a knockout win at one forty five. Okay, you were the one forty five legit true champion. Yeah. Uh, I got a knockout at one fifty five, and I go kind of one of the weaker champions yeah. ever. And you had a huge reach advantage on him, and he likes a dog fight, and you have knockout power. But still, you're a one fifty five champion. Cool. And now I fought three fights at 170. I have a knockout one at 170. I go, but you fought a 155 pound guy that just didn't cut. Right. You haven't fought a 170. It's pound. extremely questionable because I don't know. Cerrone is like a straight up gamer, and that certainly didn't look like him. And then he came out on social media and was like, "How to like think that I would throw a fight or do something like that is ridiculous or something." And then if you think about it. If they really wanted to do this, he'd be the perfect person because no one would be expecting him to throw the fight. Like if you're hiding in plain sight, like if you if he was like, hey, twenty mil, you can retire, just you know, get the fuck knocked out. Right. I would take that potentially, yeah, especially when you've made three in your career. Well, that he he's fought. He has the most wins, doesn't he, in the he UFC? Has the most wins in the UFC. Most submissions. Most finishes. Finishes. One other thing. Maybe well, most, he's also fought. That's he's another, fought so he's many been, times. Well, one, he's fought so many times, and two, he's fought so many times for the UFC. Right. Like, he was one of their, like, whatever, oh, five. Well, he was on that, you remember the Tap Out crew did a show. It was like a half an hour show where they would find some, like, diamond in the rough type MMA fighter yeah, yeah. and like sponsor him and go out to their fight and he was on that show. I remember watching that. Yeah, I just remember he's he's been with the UFC. If I had a guess, I'd say close to fifteen years. Yes, yeah. he had. And so the, he's fought most of his fights. One, he's been a busy fighter, and two, he's fought most of his fights. He's like a Bisping. Yeah, he'll just he'll like oh yeah, I fight five yeah. times, six times a year. Where like Conor McGregor fights once to twice a yeah. year, and then now everyone's eight. once or. Almost like 16 months, 18 months. Yeah. I think he's going to try to fight three times this year. The second he loses, like everyone's going to... I don't know if they're going to jump ship this time or it's like it's so so. deep. I think it's just deep in people. They just believe it is what it is. Like he said something about maybe he'd go for the 170 champion. Kamara Usman's over there like, 
No. I would love to see that. I think he would get stomped. Well, Kamara Usman gets punched by Tyron Woodley in a dumb moment. Right. And that guy's like a 200-pound man that's strong at 200 pounds right. punching you. He just cuts to 170. Like, he'd be a heck of an athlete at two, if he just fought 200. Which, and he's yeah. punching them. So, when you got a guy that's maxing out the scale at 168, 170, punching you, you'd be like, really? I mean, right. I, he, he can throw a hard punch for a 155. He's, clear, he's knocked out a lot of people. It's something weird. Because it doesn't even look like he's winding up and throwing that hard. But it somehow is. I know they said Mike Tyson when he punched. And everyone's like, he's the hardest hitter of all time and all this stuff. Uh, his trainer was like, he's not the hardest hitter of all time. He goes, he's just more accurate. He said... I did watch Tyson. That was a good documentary. Oh. It was really good on Netflix. I don't think I watched it. It's just called Tyson. Uh, I don't think I've seen it. But I watched a lot of things about Tyson. Yeah. And he says... The two things about Tyson that made it work was he had lightweight speed as a heavyweight. He intimidated you a lot. And the biggest thing, though, he goes, most people, because he was so fast, and so that also helped him be accurate, and he goes, and most heavyweights, they throw a punch hoping it lands on your head. Right. They're just throwing an overhand he goes, right. He's trying to land on your butt. That spot he's on actually, your chin. Yeah. He's aiming for that spot on your chin that makes you go blank. Yeah. And he said, and he was fast enough and strong enough that when he hit it, he went out. It was more calculated than people thought. Yeah. He wasn't just this animal Brute. with wild aim yeah. that they made him out to be. He was actually a very good boxer. How about Andy Ruiz just really fucking it up? I know that's a while. Isn't that his name? The fat dude that... Oh, the guy who fought Joshua? Yeah, and then the rematch, he was like 30 pounds overweight. Oh, yeah. It was just like, I ate too much. Well, what makes me mad about that is I go, you're a professional athlete, and you're making people buy the fight. Right. It's disrespectful. And you, and for three weeks, you're coming in, you're looking chunky in the interviews, and you go, I am in great shape. I'm ready to fight. Then you lose the fight, and you go, I came in out of shape. Yeah. So, I mean, I'd like a rematch so I could come in in shape. And I go, but you no, just dude. sold it yeah. as that you were in shape. <laughs> now you can't change and say, well, the main reason I lost is because I came in out of shape. And I'm like, so you sold me out That's of shape, now fault. you're trying to sell me in shape. Yeah. That's not and an I'm excuse like, also. You're also a pro athlete. Be yeah. in shape. Right. Yeah. He's on the DC eating plan. Um, they talked about Charles Barkley. I heard him interviewed once, and... He said, as a professional athlete, he says, one of my biggest helps, I believe it was Moses Malone, was the basketball player. And he said, he came up to me, and he goes, or he goes, I came up to him, and he goes, man, he goes, why am I better at basketball? And he goes, he goes, I can tell you. And he was like, well, tell me. He's like, you ain't gonna like what I say. And he goes, well, tell it to me. He goes, you're fat and lazy. <laughs> He was like, what did you say? He said, you heard me. I said, I didn't stutter. You're fat and lazy. He goes, you get in shape and lose that weight. He goes, you'll be twice the basketball player. And he goes, and it made me all my money. Because okay. I had to be towed straight up. I didn't come in in shape. Right. And there's and some people got, that would be just like defensive yeah. and not change. And he said, you take it seriously. He goes, all these players that you see that are playing in the NBA or NFL or whatever, he goes, they are hard workers. And he goes... But with a sport like boxing, once you've made it, you can be as lazy as you want because you have no one telling you what you have to do. Right. And he, but through all that, I mean, I, I, res- it's, I think Charles Barkley is one of the best people to listen to because he's smart and tells you straight up and he usually makes it pretty funny the way he says it. Yeah. 
and right. he clearly has a lot of knowledge. On that tap out show, Donald Cerrone, he like apparently wore the same pair of shorts. Like they were like some American flag shorts. So if you watch his fights, each pair of shorts, each fight has a piece of those shorts in it still. Oh, still. Yeah, so it's wow. pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Whatever happened to that guy that had a heart attack and then he came back and did the same workout that gave him a heart attack and then he never came back again. Um, Matthias? 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 He had a heart attack, which was unfortunate that it happened at my gym. <laughs> and what's bad is I was. He had a congenital hereditary thing or whatever yeah. from. From birth, yeah, so it's kind of one of those know. things that he just didn't know about. So when he did a really tough workout, it was a sled push pull workout, which surprisingly gets your heart rate really high, extremely. And he said he didn't feel good after he left the gym. And he texted me the next day. And he goes, "Hey Tim, I just want to let you know I had a heart attack yesterday." I was like, "Oh yeah, ah, yeah, it was yeah, a tough workout. Yeah, it was a tough one, dude." <laughs> He's like, "No, literally, I had a heart attack." And I go. And I was yeah, like, man, oh. crazy. I was like, "This that is was tough a workout." Yeah. No, <laughs> I had. I'm a actually heart attack. using literally yeah. in the correct in way. The proper... Unlike most people, <laughs> unlike most people, I literally had a heart attack, and he's ended up having to have a heart surgery and stuff. But what's unusual about his story? He met a girl between after having the heart attack, and now, and his girlfriend also had heart surgery when she was young. And she, he had just started dating the girl, and she took care of him through his whole heart procedure okay. and all that stuff. So when he, he called me and wanted to do redo the workout that gave him a heart attack on the anniversary of That's his heart cool. attack, just to prove to himself that he could do it without right. having a heart attack. Plus, he had to <laughs> train, and his heart was able to do it. But his girlfriend really wasn't into CrossFit, and so they were just like a global gym and working out consistently. Gotcha. And so... As far as I know, he was staying in shape. Now, he might have even moved. I think he might have moved. So, there were, even though his work was on my side of town, he would always go back home and work out with yeah. his girlfriend. It seems like a pretty cool girl. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Y'all just started dating and she took care of you during heart, right. or heart surgery. It's like the, uh, God damn it, The Big Sick. Have you ever seen that movie? Yeah. Come on, that Come on. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just listened to him on I the remember, podcast. I remember making jokes. Like the day of, because I worked out with him. I did the workout with him. I was oh, there that day, yeah. eleven thirty, and I was like, <laughs> and he was like, we were doing that sprint thing at the end or yeah. whatever that was. I guess you guys did that that day, and I was like, this guy's got a baboon heart. How am I supposed to compete with him? <laughs> <laughs> He's got a brand new heart. I have a twenty-four year old heart. Yeah, that's right. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Kumel, He's hilarious. Podcast. His stand-up is really good too. And I haven't listened to, I've seen him on Silicon Valley. I've seen him yeah. on uh, The Big Sick, and I think he's good. Um, I've never watched his stand-up. But what he was saying in his podcast, is he goes, I was never considered the funny guy. He goes, I didn't know what I was good at. And he goes, and for a long time, he was like, I got to figure out what I'm good at. And he said, really, when he was like 16 years old, he goes, what am I really good at? He's like, you know what? I never fall down. He goes, I must be really good at balance. <laughs> and he said, that was going to be my thing. It's like, I can balance and, myself. And what are we going to do with that? <laughs> I don't know if he's thinking time wrong. Yeah. But he was like making fun of how stupid we are as kids. We're like, I want to be good at something. Right. But you're really not good at anything. He was like, I'm not an athlete. I'm not. He goes, but I never fall over. <laughs> and so he was like, I'm really good at balance. And then he said, when he got to college, he was talking to 
this group of friends he's hanging out with, and they're like, "Yeah, you're kind of like the funny one in the group." He was like, "I've got something." He's like, "Fuck!" I thought it was the balance. <laughs> <I know. laughs> and the guy interviewing me was like, "Yeah, I don't think I'd be interviewing you if you were the balance guy." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he goes, "But since you're pretty funny, he goes, I, I think it's pretty cool." But he was like, like, "Who's hey, falling down that often anyway?" But, yeah, <laughs> and I was like, "Who is he hanging out with?" Yeah. Who's pushing you all the time? <laughs> He's at a vertigo place yeah. or something. But, yeah, he was just like, I didn't get it. He was like, I just didn't know what was going on. But uh, it's funny. Like, you think of someone like that as they probably always thought they were funny or confident in themselves. And he was like, I never thought I was funny until I was, like, 20 years old. Yeah. And even, like, really good stand-up comics aren't, like, the first people, like, I'm super funny. Like, they're yeah. not going to outright say it. Yeah. Because that's not cool. It's not cool to brag. Yeah. Well, in that capacity. Like, <laughs> Especially that, uh, because <laughs> it's also one of those things that's up to the other person if you're funny. Right. Well, it's subjective, <laughs> but also if, like, the only way to test if you're funny is if you do stand-up, like, either the crowd laughs or they don't. Like, it's pretty cut That right. sounds like my nightmare. I would Even be terrified as well. It interests me. Yeah. I mean, if Kill Tony came here, when you do, and you, like, it's a it's a lottery, so you might not even get picked, but you potentially could, you do one minute, I would try to get as many people, like, from the gym and from, like, all of our friends to go, and everyone sign up. That would I, be the most fun. I think I would work on writing material, and then I would get so nervous before I'm like, yeah, I don't want to <laughs> It's a nightmare. And I'll be like, here's my good information. If you want to use any of it, go for it, Because I'm too nervous. And then I'm just like killing with your, your <laughs> jokes. And you're like, God damn it. I know. That's what my brother used to do. Like, you just say it like I, louder than you? When I, was a kid, when I was a kid, I was nervous wreck. And so like something would be going on in front of us. And I'd lean over to my brother and be like, yeah, but what if this happened? And my brother would be like, he'd be like, hey, everybody. What if this happened? And we're like, oh, oh, it's so funny. He's like the funniest guy here. And I was like, it made me feel bad that I was one didn't have enough nerve, but I was like, at least I'm funny. Yeah, <laughs> like deep down you knew. Yeah, but that's like the eventually uh, I'll be confident enough to say it myself. <laughs> <laughs> that's the Key and Peele skit. Have you ever seen that? Uh, it's uh, God, I can't remember what he says, but they're both in like class in middle school or high school or something like that. And he, he says some joke, and then Peel, Jordan Peele says it louder than him, and he was like, no, but I, I said that. I said that. <laughs> yeah. The right triangle's longest side is called the hypotenuse, and it's this side here. See, the longest one. I wish I were high so on potnoose. I wish I was high on potnoose. <laughs> Very funny. It's very funny, but let's get back to the lesson. And we can see the longest one, where it goes from this point. That was my joke. This is one I know, man. That was hilarious. Of a triangle. I've labeled them here A, B, and C. No, but I mean, I said that. I said it. I said it. I said that. Please, please, Mr. Jackson, keep your comments to yourself. It's so sad. I've seriously probably did that for a year and gave my brother all my best material. I I'd be, if he remembers, he would remember. I'd be terrified to do that. Um, did you ever have a time, like, 
because like in the phases of fitness, a time where like you were doing just bodybuilding splits, like your days were like back and buys, chest and tries, I'd like consistently. Go, I think I told you last time I did the same workout for right four years. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. And I did it three times a week. Um, but before I really started CrossFit, I did no cardio. I played sports, did cardio. I've always had pretty good cardio. Like I said, I've not trained and could run under a six-minute mile and never ran. So if I lifted, it was just weightlifting. Now, I feel like I did a decent amount of... functional fitness where it was more big body parts yeah but I definitely would do the arm filler workouts too where I was like alright gotta get these arms swollen so they fill up my t-shirt and stuff like that <laughs> before you head out yeah and so party. I mean I always, because that's what people see they don't look at your quads and be through your jeans and go man Jeremiah's quads are ripped right because I mean technically you're bigger and stronger than I am probably about the same weight, but you definitely max lift can out max lift me on almost everything. But if we both showed up in a tank top, it would people would think I'm stronger than you. Yeah, it wouldn't look because I had bigger shoulders right. and thighs than you do. It wouldn't be it'd be surprising. Like we don't look that different in terms right. of that. Yeah, for sure. Now if Gavin showed up, they'd be like, now that dude That dude's gonna outlift all of them. <laughs> There's no doubt he's in the best yeah. shape of all of them. No way those sexy shoulders aren't yeah. lifting. And then he does eight burpees and is <laughs> vomiting. <laughs> <laughs> now today was a perfect type workout for him. He loves sprint, rest, sprint, rest yeah. workouts. That was lit. Today was cool. Yeah. But that was Yeah, the body I was I did. But the splits, like that just wasn't my thing. I, I had someone like ask me that when I was at Um Soul. They were like some dude came up to me because that was when I was just weightlifting, so I was snatching and cleaning every day or squatting every day. And he was like, what's your split? And I was like, what? He's like, your split. I was like, I don't know what that means. He was like, like, what do you do each day? Like, and then he explained it the same way, like back and buys, chest and tries, all that shit. And I was like, I don't know. I do the same thing every single day. He's like, I tried that CrossFit thing, but they like did front squats one day. And then they had overhead squats the next day. And then we were like deadlifting the next. And I was like, yeah. yeah. You can work your legs multiple times a, a week. Yeah. You'll be okay. In different capacities. the smartest to do three days in a row. Well, it depends. But, but even if it's programmed, you can program it to utilize a different energy system and it's going to yeah, be different. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I did some facts. I did it. I thought it was boring. And I was yeah. one of those people that. From a pretty young age, I I did it just for the build to some point, but I also wanted to be better at sports. Um, but I got really bored with it really quick, and I knew two things that ain't ever going to happen for me, powerlifting and bodybuilding. I do not have the genetics for either. Powerlifting, I do not have I mean, any one lift that... Like if I lifted and said, can you believe Tim deadlifts 400 pounds? If you really want to be a powerlifter, you have to gain so much weight. Or you've also. just got to be naturally so yeah. strong. Freakishly. Like, like the, there's freakishly. some guys that are still relatively cut, but yeah, like the strongmen and stuff like that. They obviously look like they lift because they're gigantic, but 
they have higher, way higher body fat. Yeah. And if you're a power lifter to that, some of that's genetic. Yeah. I mean, you have the right length arms for deadlifting. You just have crazy strong legs for your size. Like, there might be someone who looks just like you and can out squat you by 150, 200 pounds. Yeah. And you're just like, it doesn't make sense. But for some reason, they have this inner strength that you don't have. Yeah, and to be like, man, I'm just going to train real hard to get there. Like, it's, it's not. It's impossible. It's not going to happen. That's like me saying, man, the first time I ran a 100-meter sprint, I ran 13 seconds. One day, I'll run a 9 seven, nine. <laughs> oh. If I just train hard enough. Yeah, if I put my mind to it. Yeah. Just try harder. That's why you literally... You can do anything you want to do is a really dumb saying. <laughs> but it doesn't mean that you shouldn't try hard. On right. A, anything you do and you can be better at anything you want to do you just can't be the best you're improving on your own level yes as opposed to anybody else's like if you compare that's like when people start weightlifting they're like Klokov strict pressed 150 150 kilos for three and I was like stop comparing yourself to Klokov like it's a bad idea you're going to be really disappointed it's like also are you 240 pounds, and I do... Have you been lifting for 35 years? One genetics. 40 years. Two, when did you start training that particular thing? Right. Like, my upper body is way stronger than my lower body. But I also trained my upper body really hard when I was young and did not train my lower body very much when I was young. And I don't know how much effect that has, but it feels like I've always been playing from behind on lower body activity. Yeah. And so if I had trained that and had at a young age, my body knew how to adapt more so. It's a lot harder to Potentially. Get, that, get that in 10 years compared to the 20 years of upper body workouts that I've been doing. Or 26 years of upper body workouts, and I've been doing half that lower body workouts. Yeah. So it's just a big difference in my power output on the, on the two. Um, but then also I knew bodybuilding was out of the picture because when me and my wife were dating... This was when I was 20 years old. I met her brother, and which he's a genetic freak anyway on athletic ability, but he weighed like 210. And we decided one day to measure our waist, our chest, our body, like that type of thing. Mm-hmm. And I think I had like a 39-inch chest. He had like a 45, 46. I was about... 7% body fat at 155 pounds. He weighed like 210. And he had two inch smaller waist mm-hmm. than I did. I think I had like a 31 and a half inch waist or something like that. And he had like a 29 inch waist. And I go, there, I mean, we're really you chugging. To you're ri- the, the band was on my hips. <laughs> you could see my hip bones. Yeah. Plain as day. And it was still 31 inches. So how do you explain it, that? How can I have a how can I have a better V than this guy? Right. It's impossible. So I go, all right. Don't matter how much I work out, I will not be a great bodybuilder. So you just gotta find the things you're good at, then you can work on those and be really good. Right. You need to yeah, find, but, find like your if I just said, excel. I'm gonna be a power lifter. It's like the guy I talked about, I think I've told you about him before, that not trying to be mean, but he was at a I don't know the guy, he was at a Olympic lifting meeting. And I looked at his shoes. He had like Olympic lifting shoes that I'd never even seen before. They were so fancy. They had wooden bottoms, all this other stuff. 
He had a special belt. I don't remember the exact words, but it said something like badass on it. Oh, I remember you telling me this. He had <laughs> athletic pants, all this stuff. I bet his outfit alone count shoes, belt, spandex, was $700 worth of outfit. Gear. Yeah. And he lifted less for his max lift than I warmed up with. And I'm not even a great Olympic lifter. Like, and I was just like, all right, dude, I know you like it. And it, I guess that's all that matters at the end of the yeah. day. I'm too competitive that I would be like, I can't enter that if I'm going to come in dead last. It's just not my thing. But it doesn't mean you can't enjoy doing it. Right. I mean, if you invited me to go to play soccer, you're a collegiate soccer player. I'd probably come. I'm going to be really bad at it. But if you said, come enter a soccer tournament with me, <laughs> I'd be like, are you sh- one, are you sure you want me? <laughs> yeah. And two, no thanks. Yeah. I would, that's how I'd be with basketball. Like, you have to go into it with realistic expectations of what's going to happen. Yeah. Like, I've said time and time again, people that start, whether it's CrossFit or Burn or Orange Theory, and then they go and they're, they're like, why am I not as fit as the fittest person in this class that's been doing it for 10 years? I was like, why is this the only thing that that's a thing? Because that'd be like me or you being like, watching an, an NBA game for the first time and then going to play like in a rec league game and then being like, how did they not get drafted this year? Oh. I don't get it. Yeah. Some people are completely clueless. I mean, kind of along those lines. But I have a friend that's super unathletic. And he doesn't understand athletic ability. And one time he asked me what I did over the weekend. I was like, I want to play basketball. He goes, but I mean, like, I want to know about your life, buddy. He was like, like, what did you, what did you accomplish anything? What did you do? And I said, Ugh. well, I said, one, thanks for the weird question. Gross. Two, well, I dunked a basketball for the first time this weekend. It's been a goal of mine for a long time, and I finally threw a dunk down. And um, he goes, yeah, I don't know if I can dunk or not. This is a 5'10", very <laughs> unathletic white guy. And I was like, you can't. He's like, well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you don't know. I've never really played basketball before. No, maybe, I, maybe I can dunk. And I'm like, nope. No, yeah. it's impossible. <laughs> it's impossible for you to dunk. Look at me in the eyes. Yeah. You can't dunk. I seriously was Started like, shaking can we please throat. just drop out yeah. of this bat? Please just go jump. Let me see you jump towards Touch the ceiling. Touch the ceiling. Yes. <laughs> But, I mean, it's just crazy when people think that. Like, I've never done this sport, but maybe I'm the best ever. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I had, a guy, I had a guy come into CrossFit one time. Oh, yes. This was, the, this was the probably the first year I was open. And, I mean, the guy came in pretty good shape. I'd say he's 6'1", probably 10% body fat, probably 190 pounds. Good shape. And he came in and I said, hey, man, all right, welcome to my gym. Uh, you interested in CrossFit? And he goes, yeah. He goes, I think I'm going to go to CrossFit Games this year. And I said, really? I said, where have you been doing CrossFit at? And he goes, never done it before. And I was like, um, that makes no sense. I said, you really think you're in that type of shape to go to the CrossFit Games this year? I said, I think the CrossFit opens in like 
two months. <laughs> so you got two months to get ready. And he's like, what's that? Like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. He goes, well. Let's start there. He goes, I'm pretty sure, man. He goes, I can tell you this. He goes, I watch it online, and I'm pretty dang good at it. And he said, when I'm at the gym, he goes, I can lift more than most people. I got great endurance. I can run for a long time. He goes, I think I'm ready. And I said, so you just need to learn the movements a little smoother. He goes, yeah, maybe. He goes, I don't but think I think I'm, I'm good at shape. This. He goes, I think I'm in really good physical shape. And I said, and I had a guy at that time that has been, he wasn't at that point, but I knew he was close. Who ended up going to regionals on a team. So, I mean, good. You, you know? had an idea of what can make it and what yeah. can not. And he was pretty strong. I mean, he was clean and jerking over 300 pounds back in 2013, yeah. which was pretty strong. And now, I mean, more people can do that now, but it's just one of those things. At that time, you could lift over 300 and go, whoa, this dude's crazy yeah. strong. And he was working out two hours a day. And I said, hey, this guy over here, I said, he's probably our best athlete. I said, and he might have a chance one day to make it to like regionals or something. I said, and you see, he's just a little ball of muscle. And he, I said, his lifts are crazy strong. And I said, he works out two hours a day. I said, he probably does an hour of cardio in the morning, does a Metcon, lifts. I said, he's probably putting in two hours a day. He goes, yeah. He goes, I'll probably be the I'll probably be better though. I said, all right. I said, well, I do a physical fitness test with everyone yep. when they first come in. Um, there's a benchmark workout where you do 500 meter row, 40 air squats, 30 sit ups, 20 push ups, 10 pull ups. And I said, man, I normally warn people. I said, if you haven't ever done this before. Just try to move through the row yeah, slowly. Just take it easy. Then just kind of, if you get to near the end and you feel like you got some energy left, speed it up. Go for it. And I was like, but you got to be smart because there's a chance you can get sick in this. Because people who haven't rowed before, they take off and you can pull that rower pretty hard if yeah. you're just a reasonably strong person. And you can pull it pretty hard, but then you don't know how bad you feel when you've been rowing a 135 pace for two straight or minute 35 yeah, seconds. Right. First 30 seconds ain't that bad, but that next minute builds up quick. Yeah, then you have it. to get off of that and do 40 air squats, even though oh. air squats are easy. It burns really right. bad. And I didn't even warn him because it just kind of irritated me. I said, buddy, I said, I've never had anyone Well, he go. thinks he's a fucking hot shot, clearly. Yeah. And I wanted a member. I mean, I needed it. I mean, right. I just opened my doors probably. And you don't want to be like, okay, this guy's yeah. super you know, motivated. That's cool, but let's see for real but what's said, about to happen. I said, I've never had anyone do this workout in less than five minutes. Um, that's a new person. I said, I've had some good athletes can do it once they've trained. I said, but you're there. So let's see. I said, I want to see you be five minutes. I said, six minutes is a good time. I said, but you be five minutes on day one. I said, you're going to the goddamn games. <laughs> and he did it. He pushed. He got, I think he got. Did he really? No, he didn't get, he got 540 something, I think. I was, I mean, I thought he was going to get like 1846. or no, no, no. die. But the cool part was, is because I challenged him. He seriously was outside for 30 minutes throwing up. Oh, man. 30 straight minutes of throwing up. <laughs> And I was just inside, like, smiling. That, there it is, yeah. And then he came inside. He joined. Guess what happened in two months? 
he made the games. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> he, oh, dear God. No, he, he quit because so many people were whipping his ass in CrossFit. Yep. And he couldn't tank that. He had a big head, thought he was this big shot. And even though he still would have been a good CrossFitter, he couldn't, in his head, justify that it's okay not to be the best at the gym. Well, also, you've been doing it for two months. Yeah. You what have you to think? do this. This is a yeah. long game. He's challenging people that have been doing it for a year. Yeah. It's delusional. And it's just crazy. And he didn't even know how to do any of the movements properly. <laughs> That's like me going, I'm pretty strong. I know Kokoff, strict press, 150 kilos, but... I think I can go to the Olympics. Yeah. And I've seen people that are that delusional. <laughs> there were adults. <laughs> like, if I work really hard, I'll be snatching 300 pretty soon. And then they can't do an overhead squat. Right. <laughs> With proper depth or form. Yeah. Oh, man. But, I mean, I wish I had that much. I'm a pretty confident person, and I sometimes wish I was confident enough to realistically think I had a chance to do something like that. But also, I don't want to be delusional. But I just wish I felt that good about myself. It's also, it's also like, <laughs> everybody's good at something, but if you, if it's, if you want to be Matt Frazier and you're not going to be like you need to find what you're good at and then pursue that as opposed to like yeah having this weird well people get obsessed quick i can tell you if you had met me at 19 probably genetically what i would be best at doing for recreation would probably be running podcasts i naturally weigh 155 pounds if i'm not trying to put on muscle Without training, I can run a mid-five-minute mile at 19, probably maybe a little faster. And But I just don't enjoy it. Yeah. And I don't want a runner's build either. It's nothing wrong with runner's builds, but it's just not the thing I was yeah, doing. The longer the distance, the... Uh, the skinnier. Yeah, the skinnier and usually... Different. Yeah, yeah. just all tight or uh, slow muscle. Yeah, for sure. And I've always... The sports I've enjoyed were fast-twitch muscle sports... So I always felt like I needed to work out to be more explosive because naturally, like I said, I'm a mile 5K runner. Right. And But that's just not enjoyable. So I understand if you go do a sport that you're not going to be the greatest at, but you can still work on being really good at it. Yeah, you can still enjoy it for yeah. sure. But don't be delusional. Yeah. Well, it's like when I was playing soccer, there was, there was lots of dudes that were – at division one, division one schools that were around me that were like going like I played I trained with John Burner who he plays for I think he plays for St Louis now but he played professional in the MLS and a couple of other guys like Tomas Gomez played at Georgetown and then he plays in the MLS so they're like there's a lot of dudes that are around me that was, that were playing that and then I was like not a whole lot of scouts at D two Great Valley Lakes Conference. Um, school games for yeah. that. The chance of you going to a D2 school and then making the pros is... As far as soccer so goes, it's like basketball. If you go overseas, you're going to find a team if you're decent. Yeah, but can you make a living? I mean, you can right. make a living for a few years. but eventually, If you're by yourself. Yeah, but eventually when you're 30 years old, you've got to give it up and go get a real job. And then you're eight years behind on the workforce thing. Yeah. Like, I have a friend. I have an associate... <laughs> quick change that I used to play some volleyball with when I was in my 20s and he was a teenager 
and he was a great indoor volleyball player. He actually played on the U.S. Junior Olympic team. He went and played college volleyball, which is very unusual as a guy to be able to get a scholarship to go play college volleyball. Yeah. He went to Pepperdine, which is money. a big-time school for volleyball. And then he finally got to go pro, but he went pro overseas. And pro overseas makes more money than pro here in America for indoor volleyball. But popular. But where are you pro at? There are certain countries where you can possibly make upper six, low seven figures if you're a big-time star. But more than likely, if you're going overseas, you're playing in what a gymnasium that's like our high schools. Right. In front of probably 40 people. (laughs) And this is your pro sport. And you're over there and you get things paid for, but you're coming home with $30,000 a year. Yeah. Because I talked to his, I'm more friends with his brother. I'd consider his brother my friend. And I asked him about it. And finally, when he hit 26, 27, he was like, he told his brother, he's like, I'm done with it, dude. He goes, I'm making $30,000 a year. I'm overseas all the time. I started dating a girl in goddamn Ukraine. I started dating a girl in Texas. Everyone smells like soup. (laughs) Everyone has guns. He's like, I can come work for you driving a bread truck because his brother on like a bread truck route or something like that. And uh, and it was flipping homes on the side. And he goes, I can do your bread truck route and make $80,000 a year and actually date my girlfriend. Right. And so, I mean, it's fun and it's cool to be able to say you did it, but there's such this fine line in professional sports where you're like, Man, I made it pro. I'm making thirty thousand dollars a year, or I'm one percent better, and I'm making six million dollars a year. Right? Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, because and I understand why you want to make it because it seems like a really cool life, and you make a fortune. Right. The more likely you're going to be playing, it's not going to be fun when you get to those levels, and you're and you're entertaining thirty people. Yeah, They're probably smoking cigarettes inside <laughs> the gymnasium with their children. <laughs> yes, There's, their children are smoking also um, in Romania. Like, yeah. You guys having a away game? There's armed guards right. <laughs> everywhere. So, no, yeah. in in soccer, every country has its own league. Like almost every country in right. Europe has its own league, and then each league has multiple divisions with, within that league. Right. So it's like the like for England, for example, it's Premier League. And then they have League One, League Two, or they have the championship and League One, League Two. So there's four tiers, and each of those has anywhere from 10 to 20 teams in those. But the Premier League is where you make the crazy money. Right, but every single country has that some form of that system. Yeah. So you can make, like, if you're decent in America, and you you know, you played, you're the best player on your Division Two team, you have a chance to make one of those yeah. tiers, probably. Yeah, I have another. But again, you know. I have, like, one of my buddies, Matt Burris, played in overseas, and then uh, one of the girls at um, Soul Sydney Allen plays, and she plays in Australia. Professional now, any, are any of them, will they be able to make, like, life-changing no money? No way. Okay. If they are completely by themselves. But and, still, like, it's in, just enough to have a decent living. Right. No, it's never. Sport. But yeah. you're not going to be like, I think I'm going to hang it up at 30 and just retire at the beach. <laughs> no. But, You're going to have to probably end up coaching the same thing and making less money than what you did playing coaching. Right. Yeah, and I have a, another associate that I played volleyball with, but he was a professional basketball player overseas. He played for, I think, China, Ireland, Australia. China had to be pretty good. Ireland. 
don't know. He said something. We could he be. Said something. You want to buy a plane ticket? Let's yeah. try out Ireland. <laughs> yeah. He said something. One of the leagues was more like a wrestling league. <laughs> 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 like, it didn't feel like normal basketball league. Because there's a lot of fouling and stuff. But he came back over here. He So he went to high school in California, like one of these stacked high schools where everybody's going to he said for his total senior year, he played 12 minutes. Oh, my God. Still was good enough to get a D2 scholarship. Went and played D2 and was still good enough to go play pro overseas. But his high school team, he barely could play a minute. Yeah, He was like, That's I played crazy. 12 minutes. For my but his high school team had, I think, six or seven D1 basketball players on it. And one of them won the national championship with Arizona Wildcats and went on to play a couple years in the NBA. But he was like, that was our best player. Yeah. But still, he was like, yeah, I was a scrub on my on my high school basketball team. But my high school basketball team was better than any of the pro teams I played for. Dang. So So that's levels, yeah, that you're looking at. Yeah. We were were talking off air at the gym about... uh, about the idea of either Sanithia uh, or Riley and I not being us not being a couple anymore. No matter how that happened. And the yeah, exactly. If, just hypothetically. If all of a sudden Jeremiah and I were single again, <laughs> how awkward would we be with women? Oh my god. Because I've Riley's also said this before too, like yeah. the, imagine having to go back into the dating pool. I started dating Sanithia when I was twenty and I'm forty. Yeah. So it would it would be pretty awkward. <laughs> One thing, online dating wasn't a thing the last time I dated. Yeah. Which almost dating wasn't a thing for me <laughs> when I was dating. <laughs> I wasn't right, the twenty years. I wasn't the smoothest. I think uh, we were talking about how we get embarrassed and we were talking about this, like even when we're walking up to like a restaurant and we see someone waving at us. And we're like, oh, they're waving oh at God. me. I don't really know them, but I wave at them. And I said, like, probably, like, a month ago, I seen a decent-looking girl. And she, like, smiled and waved at me. And I waved back. And she was waving at the person behind me. <laughs> and it made me, like, really sad and embarrassed. <laughs> and I was thinking, what if I, like, was single and I saw that same girl? And I was like, man, this cute girl is waving at me. I'm going to go for it. And then I walked up to her and I was like, hey, I... Uh, I noticed you too. <laughs> I don't know if that'd be my wife or yeah. anything. See, but, see how bad that is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, I would say something like that, and she's like, "I didn't even notice you. I was waving at my friend, weirdo." Plus, I'm 26 and you're 40. <laughs> I have Reason a boyfriend, old pervert, <laughs> and like that's my nightmare. Like my nightmare of going up to a girl is, let's just say, I thought a 27 year old was cute, and I walked up to her and I was like, "Hey, how's it going?" And she was like, aren't you my dad's age? Because I feel like I look pretty good for my age. But at the same time, I'd be like, oh, I yeah, do look so old. I'm the old <laughs> pervert at this bar. Why is the 40-year-old at this bar for the hip kids? Or something like that. He's not even drinking. <laughs> I think I'd have to start drinking to right. make myself go out. I'd be like, Jeremiah, please come drinking with me because I have want to at least forget if I, I can't do this sober. <laughs> I gotta There's forget no way. how embarrassed I am. I did the same thing when I, I, when I told you at Edwardsville 
when I was walking through the hallway and some girl was like just waved and I was like, oh, she's being nice. And I waved back and then I looked back behind me because she gave me like the weirdest look when I waved back and it was her friend and I was just like, it's just so gutted, like just gutted. Yeah. Completely just And if they said something to me, like if it was like, if she actually said, I wasn't waving at you, loser. Yeah. <laughs> I would be like, I'm just going to go back home. <laughs> I think I'm done with school. <laughs> yes. I think I might go home. I've even got another friend, Matt Little, who we talked about this once, and he was like, he's a salesman for a living, and he goes, being turned down sounds like a nightmare. Yeah. And he gets turned down constantly as a salesman, but it's just different when you're not selling something. You're selling yourself. Yeah, the rejection. And they're rejecting you, not this product. They're <laughs> rejecting you as you are beneath them. It's like, <laughs> Riley and I are in the same that, like, we'll be, we think that we're, like, hinting at the fact that we like someone, like, when we were first talking, but, like, really, you aren't. So, like, in your head, you think you are, and they're like, why aren't they picking up on my signals? And then she's doing the same thing, and, and like, thinking that she's, like, subtly flirting, but in, re- in reality, we're both, like, don't think that we like each other at all. Yeah, I was, I didn't understand there were signals, I guess, when I was growing up, because I never picked up on anyone's signal. Well, even if I thought it was, I would tell myself, nope. There's no way she's interested in nope. me. Nope, yep. And if I go for it, and she really isn't interested in me... It's too big of, the risk to reward is not there. Yeah. <laughs> but it's one of those things, though, you, you know, 10 strikeouts to get a hit's better than, than... Zero strikeouts and never I, getting I, a girlfriend. I also know the guys that are the the ten take, strikeout, yeah, guys. fifty chance guys, and they're just yeah, it kind of creeps me out how they are. Yeah, you know, you know, I've got one friend that it, this is what works for him. Every girl is a ten to him. If you're talking about on a scale of zero to ten, and I don't know if it's realistic to him or he really believes every girl's this hot. But I mean, I'll see him, and he's a decent looking guy, and I'll see him, and I'm like, what is that guy over there talking to that girl for? Is it Shallow Hell? No. It's this guy I play volleyball with, and he's a pretty funny guy, he's always had pretty decent jobs, he's ripped in shape, and we'll be playing volleyball, and he had a shirt off and have a six pack, and then I'll see him go walk over to this girl that's just like, unattractive to me, and a lot of ways and we'll be like there he is there's a bell look at him he's throwing down his mac and I was like there's no way he's throwing his mac down on that girl I was like that's just the bartender and I was like she, yeah. he's not interested in her and then 10 minutes later he'll walk up with her number and I'll be like are you kidding me <laughs> and I and my buddies finally told me like a bell thinks every girl's hot so he doesn't, strike, he doesn't strike out. And all he does is slay hot girls in his own head. That is literally like, did he have, did he get stuck on an elevator <laughs> with, with, what's his name, Tony Robbins? Tony Robbins. He might have. Shallow Howl needs a gallery. <laughs> what does he say? Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's just one of those things. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. I'm like, at some point that's a blessing because you're happy. Yeah. But at the same time, it's 
It's kind of like, I feel like I'm the George Costanza of <laughs> Shallow Lyle. I'm like, outside. but it's not real. <laughs> or one of her toes was weird. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's just hilarious. But I mean, we talked about, we'll go back to how awkward we've been around girls, but I was telling you this about my dad the other day. Everything he does, it's the best he's ever had. Oh, yeah, the f- <laughs> Like what did you guys eat? We we were oh, going to Hugh Mexican rest. Well, we ate Hugh babies, and my dad was like, "I think that's that it's was a, the best meal I've ever that's had. That's the best burger I've ever eaten." I was like, "The best?" <laughs> I was like, "It's a good burger, especially for a fast food." Burger. Yeah, it's like two dollars. Yeah, it's a good fast food burger. It's not the best burger I've ever eaten in my life. Not even close. But it's a good burger. But my dad is like that with everything. We were, me and my brother and my dad were going to eat at a Mexican restaurant. And my dad literally said, this is the best meal. I, yesterday, at, last Are time I ate at this... Mexico? The last time I ate at this <laughs> restaurant, the one we were going to go to now, was the best meal I've ever had. And I just like, driving my car, turned around, I was like, the best meal you've ever had? The best. And he goes, it was probably like the best Mexican food I've eaten in a couple months. The menu had 600 items on it, like every other Mexican restaurant. <laughs> and half of the items are the exact same items. <laughs> yeah, in different forms. Yes. But through all that, you'd have to live a happier life, though. If if every time you ate, it was the best burger, the best Mexican food, the best right. sweet tea, or whatever, life would be pretty dang good. <laughs> right. I would love to watch movies. Once again, oh God, the best movie I've ever watched. Fast and Furious. Skyscraper with Rock? <laughs> dad, quit it with the Rock movies. <laughs> I know. My dad does like the Rock movies. Yeah, my um, dad literally... I don't know why I'm saying literally. I guess it's really like oh people saying literally yeah. all the time. But now I'm saying <laughs> But my dad, last summer, I was going to go watch the movie. He was like, you ain't going to watch Hobbs and Shaw, are you? Like, and I was no. like, no, I'm not going to watch Hobbs and Shaw. It might be entertaining, but that is not what me and my wife are going to watch. My wife does not watch Fast and Furious. Oh, you see that car, man? <laughs> man, that car's big. That car, dude. What gives a shit? And he was like, well, it looks good. Probably what the is best good? movie ever. <laughs> but and then you're like in the theater, and he's like, this is the best movie ever. This is the best popcorn <laughs> This is the best <laughs> Coca-Cola <laughs> Did I do something different with skills? Because these are the best skills. Dad, we're leaving. <laughs> Sorry I'm breaking your joy because it's driving me crazy. Stop enjoying everything. <laughs> your happiness is making Be me miserable sad. like the rest of us. <laughs> uh, but going back to the... like, Well, the dudes that are just absolutely fearless and are just asking girls left and right are kind of creepy in that way. Yeah. Like, they... They're the same guys who say, give me a hug. They'll meet a yeah. girl and be like, give me a hug, girl. It's nice to meet you. And I'm like, are you just filling up on that girl? The like, give me the hug guy is the worst. Yeah. I've hugged like three girls in my life. <laughs> and one of them my mom. I mean, it's just kind of one of those Who's the third? Because I need you. And you're like, me and to have a hug. I dated one other girl. <laughs> yeah, okay, there it is. I think we hugged. But... <laughs> But the, I know we brush cheeks. Um, the guys that do, like, ask 50 to 100 girls are way too, 
like objectifying. Like it's become a sport to the point that it's kind of weird. Yeah. Like they're not going after, like they're not looking for a relationship. So it makes it like you or I, I don't feel like we could ever be in that mental space. Yeah. To be I don't like, think I could be like the, I'm going to totally get this girl. I've never said that in I'm my a, life. I'm going to sack this girl. <laughs> yeah. Me and her are totally going to hook up to like, yeah, I've never said that. I'm going to slave chicks if I'm single. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm going to date a girl, and if I like her, I'm going to date her for a long time, and if I like her enough, I'll marry her. I'm a relationship type guy. I don't think I could be like, yep, let me sneak out real quick before she wakes up. Yeah. And leave, and then find another girl to do it the next day. I would be worn out. (laughs) Because I'd be like, "Uh, emotionally, this is really good for me. (laughs) To, like... Trying so hard to not have a relationship. Right. If I'm attracted to you enough to make out. Right. That has to be there. Then I'm willing to give it a little bit of a chance to see if we connect emotionally. So it's just kind of one of those things. I just, I've always been a relationship guy. And which obviously, I mean, I've been in a really long one and I haven't been in too many other than a really long one. I haven't either. So it's just kind of one of those things. But like I said, but I also wasn't very popular in high school. And because girls didn't give me an attention, even when I got to college and started getting attention, I didn't understand any signals. Right, you weren't reading. And I was a nervous wreck too. Because yep. I mean, I was one of those kids who got my first kiss at 19 years old. And once it goes beyond a certain point, that first kiss gets bigger and bigger and right. bigger and gets scary. What's well, like the four-year-old version? Yeah. And then it turns into something you're like, ugh, it's not worth the risk. And God, that probably tell- happens a lot. Yeah. And I was telling you earlier today, I said... Oh, that poor guy. Is that what you were talking about? Poor guy. The guy that was... He was like... I would. He went... And he went... He like tried to ask a girl out. We obviously can't talk too much about it. We can't say names. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I had a guy I know one time. He uh, asked a girl out. and he So he had been married for a long time, kind of like me. He even had kids and all this stuff. And finally, one day, he was like, I'm really interested in this girl that I'm around quite a bit. I want to ask her out. Is he divorced? He's divorced. And he's been divorced okay. for a little while. He was like, I'm, I'm going to put myself back out there. I'm going to ask this girl out that I've known for a little bit. And he went and asked her out. And... He got turned down. And he also, let's say it's like the Starbucks you go to all the yeah. time. And there's the girl that waits on your thing. I'm not saying this is that situation, but it's the girl that you, you see. always see every yep. day. And you finally ask her out, and she turns you down. And you're like, well, I can't ever go to Starbucks again. Yeah. Because that's just too emotionally heartbreaking. He said, he was like, that sucks so bad that... I would guess I'm going to be single the rest of my life because I can't take another rejection like that. Man, that's... And I, <sighs> poor... It, I wouldn't put that past <laughs> myself God. if I was ever single again. I wouldn't put that past myself if yeah, I was like... Yeah, it's rough. You know what? I'm single. I'm going to put myself out there. <laughs> and the first one I put myself out there, I got shot down. I don't know if I could... I mean, I think I'm going to keep on doing it. But like... It's just one of those things where it's it's so different getting turned down for, you know, 
getting turned down when you're trying to sell them something as to getting turned down for who you are. Right. So that means doesn't like, like you. I'm not interested in you because you're one not attractive enough to me. Two, the conversations we have were just not that interesting right. to me. There's something about you that just doesn't attract her. And that's because there's nothing else you're like, well, my buddy lost us that game of basketball. It wasn't me. Yeah. It is 100% <laughs> you that she turned down. Well, she's dumb. <laughs> that's like the classic guy's like, she's probably gay. It's like, no, dude. She just doesn't like <laughs> yeah. you because you're gross. Yes. So many guys from my high school are popping up in my head. Yeah. Fucking douchebags. Yeah. But I have seen the same people that I've had. Not this guy in particular, but I've had, seen, I've had other people where they're like, I'm so depressed. I can't pick up the girl that I want. And I'm like, okay. Do you realize, one, you haven't shaved in a year. <laughs> two, you got a unibrow, buddy. <laughs> three, you've had the same black head on your nose for six months. And you're asking this girl out that's a solid eight. Uh, do you own a mirror? Yeah. And you're mad that she turned you down? I'm like, this girl's trying. She wants a prize that she's going to get. Because you can look at her and she wants someone of equal value to her. And buddy, you're a funny you're good. dude. But she can't look over that black head. <laughs> Nobody can. <laughs> yes. And, and I go, so yes, she's turning down you, but there are there is a better version of you in there. Right. Show them the best version of you. Put the effort in. And I'm like, if you're whining and crying over something like that, then be the best version of you. And then if you still aren't getting that girl, then at least you know you put it all out. Right. And it just wasn't meant to be. Yeah. But going back to like not getting the hint from anything. So I said like not popular in high school. Started to get a little attention in college, but I didn't believe the attention I was getting. And so, like, I had a girl that was the county I grew up in, Miss O'Brien County. And some other girl told me, she was like, you know, Angie's into you. And I was like, no way. There has never been a good-looking girl into me. And then she would wave and smile at me. I was like, all right, I'm going to go talk to her. And I started talking to her. And then, like... We seriously, probably for six months to a year, oh God, okay, talked almost if we worked the same shift, talked every night, get right in that microphone, talked every <laughs> single night, sometimes for an hour after we got off work, and we'd just sit in our car or my car and talk, and like if her hair got in her face, I'd brush it out of her face, but once again, nineteen year old never kissed a girl, yeah, not eighteen ready. when I met her, not ready to do it. 18 when I met her, yeah. 18 and a half, 19 and a half, still not kissed a girl, even though this girl gave me every signal, like, let's make out. Yeah. And I just didn't have enough nerve. The only way it was going to happen is she would have to say, let's make like, out. Yeah, exactly. Just explicitly say. So maybe I'd have got a, had a better opportunity in this Me Too movement where we just go, it is okay now to make out. Since <laughs> <laughs> you can't risk it anymore. Yeah, pretty much. But let us make out. Yeah. So I never, never made a move. And I, I liked her in every aspect. I thought she was pretty. I thought she was sweet. I liked talking to her. Everything. But too nervous to make my move. So one day, 
she said, all right, me and my sister are moving in together. We're both in college. We're going to move in together. And I was like, or my sister's going to start college. I'm already in college. Yeah. We're going to move in together. I was like, cool. Well, I'll, uh, I'll come by your place and just see what it looks like. And she's like, all right, come by tomorrow and we'll run some errands. Just hang out. I was like, cool. And so I went over to her house. Her sister was there. I'd seen her sister before. I'd never hung out with her sister. Um, we went and like turned on their electricity, turned on their water, did that type of stuff. And then we came back to her place and I was like, all right, nice to meet you, Amanda. And said bye to Angie and left. The next day, we both had to work. All three of us had to work. We were all at the same place working. And her younger sister, Amanda, had just started there. And so I was like, all right. So we got done working, and we all, they had to go grocery shopping for their new place. And so I went, I just walked around. The, we went to Walmart to grocery shop, and I just walked around with them. And when we walked out of Walmart, the younger sister just started making out with me. And I was like, yes, my, my first kiss. God. One, two, is the only way a first kiss was going to happen because I got too nervous by that point. Because she took too long. total control. Yeah. And the, uh, the older sister wouldn't make the move. And I was too nervous to make the move. So the younger sister made the move. And we ended up dating for not very long, maybe a month, two months. That is the most insane story ever you went from legitimately friend zoning yourself in a relationship <laughs> to making out with the girl's younger sister the girl that i like <laughs> and then the i remember the first question i asked her you go how did this happen and what did the sister think uh yeah i don't think the sister not a fan not a fan of me making out with her sister especially <laughs> the first time I went over there what an absolute savage even, even like, though like I wasn't like having sex at that time or anything I still w- went over and spent a couple of nights yeah. with my girlfriend at the time at the same place like, the, and the they were roommates <laughs> and then and I mean for all just she you knew two, we you were two just, like walking down the hallway excuse me excuse yeah. me for all she knew we were having sex even though we weren't yeah but I mean Man. And then, like, we broke up, and I didn't even go into this with you. We, me and Amanda broke up because, no. uh, and I asked Angie out after we broke up. And she said yes. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't have, I thought I went from having what no game. What is wrong game, with you? I thought I went from having no <laughs> game to, like, the most game, but I guess not. Oh, my god! And I think it was just on principle. I think she really wanted to go on a date with me, but it was just on principle that... I just broke. Rightfully so. Even though I didn't break up with Amanda, she broke up with Wait, me. it was principle on that you guys just broke up, or principle that you dated her instead of her? Well, it's her fault. She didn't make out with me. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The, <laughs> yeah, the little sister shot her shot. Yeah, she did. She went for it. <laughs> she was willing to strike out. You know what? She's just as much as a savage as but you But she are. was pretty good looking. She wasn't, probably, she wasn't going to strike out too many times. <laughs> There's a... Girl in high school, like her friends told me, her name was Amanda Feldhouse. I don't care if anyone hears this. Um, her friends told me, they were like, yeah, Amanda likes you. I was like, no, she doesn't. And then she goes, yeah, she likes to watch you eat at lunch. So, she's super weird? She would, Or did she voice that? This girl, she told her friends that, obviously, but this girl is like, was extremely good looking. It was, and they were like, but yeah, she was extremely she likes, weird too. She'd be like, like, yeah, while you're eating, she just watches you in the cafeteria. And I was like, 
Okay. And it's still Goodbye. your move. No, never. And I didn't pursue it because I didn't really know what that meant. Yeah. Rightfully so. Like, yeah, I just, I didn't understand women for a long time. And then, like, Amanda and I ended up talking again. We went on a few more dates, but then it was just over with. But I guess it was a good first kiss, and it got me off my... I mean, as far as a, a first kiss story goes, especially, like... I, I assume she probably just didn't know that you have never, never kissed anybody. No, before. she never found that out. I wasn't yeah. gonna, I wasn't gonna volunteer that this information. This is great. I wasn't gonna volunteer. This is way better than what I thought it was gonna be. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was so weird. I gained a list <laughs> with that haircut and the list. <laughs> yeah. All your, all everyone's gonna be like, "Come on, get yeah. this guy out of here." But uh, yeah, I mean, it at least made me where. I wasn't afraid to kiss the next girl that was interested in me. Yeah. So, and then... So you really need to thank her. Then I, then I didn't kiss for a while because I went on a date with another girl. Uh-oh. And we had talked on the phone for, I don't know, I'd say over like three weeks. Like she lived out of town. Over three weeks we had talked on the phone, I don't know, for two hours every third day or something. And so we had at least emotional connection. Yeah. We had went on one date randomly where we just went and watched a movie. It was just kind of happened that we were around each other and went on to a movie. And so we had a, we liked each other physically. And then I went on, I drove three hours to meet up with her and went and watched another movie and out to dinner. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to kiss this girl at the end of the day. And I went to kiss her and she's like, I got a really bad cold. I was like, mm, after mm. three hours, I'm willing to get a code to get a kiss kind <laughs> Did of Did you say that? I didn't say it. I was like, it's okay. I was like, and then she's like, no. And I was like, so kind of like a double shot? Yeah, what do you want from me? Yeah, kind of a double shot. Like, I was like, oh, like I understand. Like, if you really were afraid to get someone sick. Yeah. Eh, no. And then I go, but that's okay. Yeah. I like then, you. Yeah. And she's still like, no. And like, we held hands, we did all that kind of stuff. And then I was like, all right, I'm never going to call you again. <laughs> I didn't say that, but I got out of the car, drove home three hours, really sad. Yeah. <laughs> and because, I mean, if she had kissed me, I probably would have kept going on dates with her. Right. But once I got shot down. I don't think I, that's completely crazy. And I wonder sometimes if I had called her again. Would we have still talk? Just ask her. Like, hey, do you like me? Yeah. If I had called her and be like, hey, I mean, we hold hands, we talk on the phone. Well, she's we, just like, you just pick really good movies. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? I can just do that over the phone? You made me drive three yeah. hours? I don't know. <laughs> I did say one of the most ridiculous gluttonous stories on that trip, though. I brought one of my friends with me. And before we left, Walmart again. Small town, Walmart's like really popular in small towns. Uh but I said, let's stop at Walmart and get a couple snacks for the drive up there and the way back. And so I got some, some beef jerky, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to drive up with beef jerky. <laughs> if that was the reason that I should Get the teriyaki and onion. <laughs> get some chili cheese Fritos while you're at it. <laughs> She'll love making get that Get them out of <laughs> But, uh, so I was like, I was like, let's pick up some snacks. And I got some gum and a couple other things. And then my buddy bought... They had, used to have at Walmart one and one quarter pound 
pack of gummy bears. So, 1.25 pounds of pure sugar. Yeah. And my buddy was a little chunky, but his parents didn't buy sugar. So he bought that, and I said, all right, cool. I said, we'll eat, in my head, I go, we'll eat some gummy bears. And we'll have some. We'll have some gummy bears when we go back back home and all this stuff. We had literally. Everyone will have gummy bears all week long. We had literally drove 30 minutes. I said, hey, man, can I get a gummy bear from you? He's like, dude, I ate them all. In 30 minutes, he ate 1.25 pounds of sugar. I was like, I was like, what? He's going to poop out like a giant gelatin like gummy bear dildo. <laughs> But I was just like, it sounded impossible to me. Because, <laughs> I mean, if you it's said, like Kobayashi. Hey, hey, Tim, let's eat a 1.5 pound meal. I'd be like, yeah, I guess maybe if you total it all up, it equals that. But of pure sugar? <laughs> was He had to swallow some pulp. Like, just chewing know. that quickly <laughs> I don't know. is impressive. His jaw had to be tired. <laughs> yeah. Three gummy bears. My jaw's tired. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, it happened, and I was, like, kind of grossed out. Oh, I think we quit hanging out after that. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, it, that was weird. But then, but, like, still, I, even after, I just didn't get girl signals. You basically had to make out with me for me to, hey, this girl might like me. Right. Yeah. I was the same way. And I ended up, I was telling you about girls that I went to high school with, didn't give me a time of day. When I was in college, I got a little bit of time of day from them. And I talked to them, and I had this one girl I talked to, multiple girls that I talked to after class for a long time. But one girl, she's like, yeah. Me and my friends were talking. We are like, Tim has gotten really attractive. And, you know, and he seems really cool now. We might want to hang out with him more. And I was like, thanks. And then I just walked to my car. Yeah. There was zero chance I was going to be like, so you think it'd be cool to go on a date? And this girl was like, the college I went to, Miss What a psychopath to say that to another person. Yeah. But, yeah. So I was like, I was like, well, you know the secret to getting with me. You got to start making out with me. That's <laughs> if you have, it. If you have a sister... That'd be better. If you've got a younger sister... <laughs> that would be ideal. That's more aggressive than you. <laughs> You'll hate me forever. <laughs> but, but that's the only way I make out, guys. <laughs> yeah. Alright, that's hour 15, dude. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. As always, Tim Cap, you might be the most decorated guest in history. 